Welcome to the podcast. Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. <laughs> okay, I know exactly. I know exactly what we need to do to send the ratings through the roof on this podcast. What's that? We need to fight every episode. We need to have need to have Are a you battle. Turn yours up? Yeah. He's trying to turn his headphones up, but I'm trying to turn Luke's down and I have uh, no idea which knob goes to which headset. Yeah, mine his is three. Yours is three. His is three. Is mine it still is too two. loud now that the music's off? Is it better? It's mm-hmm. probably better. Okay. It's good. Okay. So because we, that's what all of the that's what all the news agencies are doing now. Like oh. everybody, everybody just fights. They just, they just fight about stuff. They have a conservative panel like on Fox, or the or it's a, it's a largely uh, progressive panel everywhere else, and and then they bring one of the other side in, and they say, well, "What do you think yeah, about yeah, this?" Bottom. And that person says something so outrageous and so dumb that it can't possibly be what they really believe. They're just they're just doing it. To be antagonistic, and then everyone's like, "What?" And then the headlines are all, uh, "This all pandemonium broke out. It was a it was a battle. It was a five alarm fire on." And that it's every every day. So yeah, but people look let's to fight. you for um, palate cleansing. That's they really think that's what they're going to get when they tune in to, to the, this to the comedian well carl knows because carl's been listening but when if it's a first time listener mm-hmm. they totally think that this is going to be like a cat video an audio version of that what where it's just brain candy it's, it's just nothing nothing of significance yeah that's what most people expect and, and probably the criticism we've gotten the most is this isn't even funny right. it's just more negative it's awful, just more negativity fighting more- i disagree Okay. <laughs> no, I there can't. we go. Now we're going. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I knew as soon as he said I disagree and paused for one second that he didn't have a follow up for right. that because I was about to say I could do it. Don't I get don't me wrong. owe you we a follow up. Why do you think you, I owe you further? Oh, right. he's I still doing just, it. I can't just disagree. He's still fighting. <laughs> He's still good. fighting. That was the most words he said to me all day because <laughs> he was up on the roof today. So he has, and the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. No, the roof looks great. It's not done quite yet, but it's no. good. And so ratio wise, like nice words to fighting words, I think he's up on the fighting words right now. So I hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We'll have to see what the ratings reflect, but yeah. Let us know, Carl. Email us. There's going to be a bump already. If this was enough fighting for you, Carl, let us know. Let us know if Luke really scratched that itch for controversy for you just now. (laughs) Yes. That's the conflict I was looking for. That's my role. Itch scratcher. Mm. Conflict, uh, what's it, chaser? (laughs) Because you're totally not a conflict avoider by nature. Definitely not. You could be the podcast conflict. Come on, conflict chaser. Fight me on that. He's, he's not a conflict uh, avoider? Wait, apparently not. He wants to take on the role of... That's his role. He wants to be the antagonist. No, if I could ninja my way out of most things in life, I would. But this yeah. podcast is about the only thing I can Slide literally without. just walk away from without consequence. Well, it's, it is it is very much a cultural thing, I think, that that people don't... People don't like to think of themselves as antagonists. People don't like to think of themselves as fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, they well, don't. We got but, we got a private message just this week. Did you follow that thread at all? Uh, a private message this week. You answered at first, and then I came in and answered and said that it was me. It was somebody was like, "I've been following you for a long time, and I don't know why I can't see 
I can't comment now. It says that. Oh, I, I didn't know that you saw that comment. Oh yeah, I did. Did you go in and comment? Because I I dropped down after she said, "Well, maybe your daughter blocked me," <laughs> and I thought, "Well, if she blocked you, then I guess you're not going to comment." That's not that's, how it works. And I'm done. If I blocked her, she wouldn't be able to private message. No, I know that. You. I know that. But if she said, she said, "I don't know why I can't comment." Because I've been following you for a long time. And I said, well, I don't see you in the follower list. And she goes, well, perhaps she just ignored that. And I'm like, well, maybe your daughter blocked me. And I, and I didn't respond. That. Not just, well, maybe your daughter blocked me. But I'll, just a couple years ago, I was trying to encourage one of your commenters. And she wanted to fight me. And I don't fight with people on Facebook. So. Right. So she sent, she sends me a passive-aggressive private that, that message. That was my point. You yeah. were saying that people don't like to think of themselves as controversial. Right. But here she is fighting with me. And right. I said... I said to her, hey. I didn't see what you said there. I, I said, it's the daughter. Uh, I didn't block you. If I had, you wouldn't be able to private message. Again, you're not listed as a follower. Right. So whatever commenting problem you're having, it's a Facebook thing. Facebook doesn't think you're following us. And I said, maybe you shouldn't because we're kind of crazy. We hate on people just for encouraging <laughs> others. And so that's weird. And you shouldn't we follow us. We do. We don't like it when people are nice and to each other. Like, she was like, First of all, I didn't say you hate people for encouragement. I uh, said you didn't. You wanted to fight, and I don't fight with people on Facebook. <laughs> I missed all of that. That's that's all the right. thing. People don't think that they're antagonistic. Yeah. Right. I agree with you on that. But what happens is, is <laughs> listen, lady, I'm not gonna fight with you on Facebook. I'm not, I don't fight on Facebook. You a year ago, you yeah. wanted to fight with me, and that's just not who I am. Okay. <laughs> What happens is somebody wrongs them and then all rules are thrown out and they can do whatever they want without right. consequence. Right. And so they don't throw the first punch, but they, they but are... But they defend themselves. Yeah, well, they're whatever the opposite of antagonistic is. Well, and I, I... Defensive. I can they're, understand yeah, being defensive. Antagonistically defensive. Right. I can understand being offensive. Like, she has a right to be holding this grudge all this time because I'm a psycho who, who tries to fight people for being encouraging. <laughs> So I wouldn't want to fight with me either. Well, except to be maybe fair, two or three times in a private message. To be maybe. fair, uh, that we have we have done a fair amount of criticizing people for being encouraging. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just be completely candid about that. We do. Right. We are critical of people who are encouraging the wrong kind right. of. Right. Well, it depends behavior. on what they're encouraging. Right. But but only. Yeah, only a bitter person is, is still remembering that exchange two years later, and the highlights in their head are, oh, that's the lady who wants to fight me for being encouraging. <laughs> and I was like, hey, here I am. Just want to let you know you're still not listed as a follower, but maybe you should just kind of let yeah, this maybe relationship you go. find go. somebody else go find, to Actually, what I said was, maybe this is God's way of helping you avoid my toxicity, because I'm I missed all of awful. that. So, anyway. And she hasn't responded since then? No, she did, but I didn't. I let it drop. After that. Oh, she responded after that. Okay. Yeah, she responded after that. But yeah, she's not. Something go? Well, she's we not don't fighting with. We me, do not do private messages. Oh, I, that's I, right. It's been a while since we've mentioned that on this podcast, but yeah. we we do not have conversations, extended conversations. I just burped my water. Uh, extended conversations on private message. It's a it's the same amount of bandwidth and effort on our part. Right. But we're just dealing with one, one person, person, and uh, it's not the worth same it. wittiness you would get in a blog post, but it's the wasted on somebody <laughs> with same, a dog profile picture. The same <laughs> dynamic conversation you're listening to right now, but uh, just one person. Same, yeah, same hilarious hot takes, but you know, somebody, and it's not just one person. It's one person who appreciates none, none of it. Of it yeah. It's one. It's, it's one unappreciative, bitter, angry person. So <laughs> with no sense of humor. Yeah. So. so we don't do that in private messages, but we have, that's, gosh, I missed all of that. You could go, you could go read it. It's but that, that is my point. My point is that nobody, particularly in the Christian world, in the Christian sphere, no one says, oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely an agitator. I'm a person right. who goes and stirs people up. I'm a, a pot stirrer. I got called a pot stirrer last week. You mm. stir the pot and that's not a gift of the spirit. And uh, right. so, yeah. And you like, said... I said, neither is cowardice. Neither, neither, <laughs> right. neither is being afraid of being called a pot stirrer. Right. Cowardly a, holding your tongue because you're afraid of being disliked is also not a fruit of the spirit. Right. It's not a fruit of the spirit to cower in fear of being called a uh, controversial speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. But yeah, nobody, nobody likes to. Well, and that's it. We would just, we'll just avoid the controversy. It's become a, 
it's in certain circles it's held up as as a noble virtue to quote avoid controversy you know there's so many controversial things let's just not talk about them and your to your point i was thinking about this on the way over here that there are podcasts that are just just candy there yeah. there are there are podcasts where they just horse around and they and good for them i don't that was I guess what I thought we would do when we started this podcast. Well, maybe? that's more that not this podcast. That's more why you started Starving Comics, I think. Mm, so the probably. YouTube show has more to do with horsing around in the evening with some friends who, at the time, we couldn't horse around with in person because the government wouldn't allow us to gather. And, right. But this podcast was always intended to be like sharing our sort of more thoughtful. serious, you know, discussions on the culture. So. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of people who don't do that, and they think they're pretty awesome for it. They're pretty awesome for how little they think about their perspective and others' <laughs> perspective. How how few how few occasions they've had to put their ideas out in the market with other ideas and let them do battle. Like right. I've I've not I just haven't said anything controversial. I I've never stirred up controversy. I've, I've never, never been divisive. What I thought to be true against what someone else thought to be true. Right, but that's not how they see it. That would the, be bad. The, the problem with controversy is it usually leaves people with the worst ideas feeling angry and then the mm-hmm. people with just a little bit better ideas or equally bad ideas mm-hmm. they feel guilty because they've made that other person feel, feel bad, bad. Yep. and so so you've got two people with really poor ideas right um, and they're like why are we doing this let's just go eat pizza yeah. because this makes both of us feel bad so we should stop we should stop thinking stop reading or at least stop sharing what we've read at least stop being controversial they don't read but but stop being controversial (laughs) stop being controversial stop bringing up politics stop talking about politics religion uh education well anything really let's not talk about anything let's just find silly videos and funny and i've i mean i've just been watching the acceleration of stupidity it, okay. it's the the idiocracy in this nation here's what it's I like think. you can observe it you can look out your window and see it <laughs> you can, you can if see you're, if you're people really getting old. dumber <laughs> you can see them getting more and more stupid every single day i don't i don't remember what you said you were planning to talk about we we're going to talk about octopuses on uh ice skates oh that's a pretty stupid idea that we can talk about i we wanted to hear about your round of disc golf <sighs> Uh, a, that won't t- it won't take long to talk about that. It's but. an ear candy kind of thing. I was gonna say we can we can talk about that. I, I was She's determined say, to fight with you. I was I <laughs> to think, boost the ratings. I think that saying something along the lines of controversy is the rich soil in which relationships grow. Boring. I think, <laughs> I think that's. We have statement. talked about that before, though. I mean, that's that is kind of a theme on this podcast. But I think people don't think about it like that. I think they think that things the relationship... grow best once the toil has the soil has been tilled. Okay, got to break some soil. Right? Did you hear that? Is that what you were trying to say? Then you got to spread some poop kind of on there. That's what I was trying to say. Yes, the poop part. That's the part I was trying to say. Yes. People think, oh, no, there's poop on my relationship. Oh, there's, poop, there's poop on our on our conversation. <laughs> it smells bad. Oh, no. It's like, no. Trust That's fertilizer. A beautiful flower is going to grow. Deeper roots come from all of that. Out of that dung. Yes. And so when you see people withering up before your very eyes, I think that they need more fertilizer, but that they're avoiding it because they're not rooted enough in truth to even recognize that they're doing the opposite of what they should be doing when they're trying to avoid conflict and avoid those hard conversations so they are well the reason the conversations are hard is not necessarily because of the controversy of the topic because i have never felt a moments of a moment of anxiety having a conversation even a controversial conversation with somebody who is capable of having a conversation about controversy so it's the controversy comes from the weakness of the person that you're talking to that or the not the controversy the anxiety the anxiety and and the the problems come from talking with somebody who doesn't know how to handle controversy and doesn't know how to talk about things that are unfamiliar to them or maybe the people who need it the 
most. Right. The ones who need the the fertilizer the most. Right. Those are the ones who need it the most, but those are the ones that is the hardest to have that conversation with because they are immediately offended that you are forcing them to have this conversation that they don't want to have. And on top of that is the belief that they're actually a right and a good person for avoiding the controversy. And you're a bad person for trying to make them talk about things that they don't want to talk about, things that make them uncomfortable. Right. And that's the problem. That stinks. So that's the, the the controversy is actually theirs. They are creating the controversy. They're the ones that are making it uh, awkward mm-hmm. by by whatever yeah, the by feeling being is. Offend, offended and and not trusting the process. Well, and, when and you fear. when you, I know you said they don't read, but when you read they books don't. like How to Win Friends and Influence People, and you read stuff about charisma and sales and all of this stuff, it it tells you to you should have a climate about you that makes oh. other people it lifts them up it makes them yeah. feel good to be around you yeah. and, uh. and I, didn't, I didn't even think about that angle but you're exactly and if right. that's how you approach life if you feel like you are just the, the warmth giver right. then of course remember they don't they're not going to want to be around somebody who encourage. makes them feel anxiety we're just remember supposed to encourage people right that right. book came up last time somebody mentioned uh how to win friends and influence people and i just straight up said dale carnegie was wrong for this generation (laughs) i was like people maybe it's what people needed to hear back in the day when it was first published but that now it's literally the exact opposite of what most people need to hear because they've taken it as gospel truth in all situations i think there's a reason that god did not phrase things exactly like dale carnegie did because the way god chose to have it preserved is a little more timeless and widely applicable wisdom than Dales, and I'm not taking away what probably was helpful, you know, 40 years ago. Right. Well, it, we've culture changes, yeah. and, and what is necessary for a culture does not stay. Does not well, stay the same. More is controversial now. I mean, if you go back to the, the Puritan days, they were speaking to a more Christian audience. Like there was, there was more connectedness, more connected thoughts. And now, I mean, you've the, from normal to insane, I mean, it's just growing and growing and growing. So everything is controversial now. That's Saying men and women are true. different is controversial now. Well, there was a more homogenous society. Yeah. America was more we had homogenized more shared values. 100 years ago. We, had more, we were more united. Right. Yeah, but I think one of, I think the, one of the shared values was we don't have to have shared values. As much as we put that emphasis on it today. I think back then the most important thing was, oh, love God, love your family. Like, literally, do whatever God says. The, the two greatest commandments that Jesus gave them, you know, that they were really embodying that with their work and with their church routine and with what they did in the home when they were at, you know, at the table. All of that came back to love God and love people. And so since everyone was doing that, there was less controversy in the sense that nobody was really asking, is this controversial or isn't it? Because it didn't matter. Like if if somebody had a different way to paint or a different way to cook chicken or a different right. way, like there it was didn't controversy. But the fact that it was controversial wasn't the topic that everyone right. was talking nobody about. Nobody cared. Were like, we like, disagree about this, so let's hash it out and not not a bunch of curl pearl clutching and and fainting because of, oh you're bringing up a topical it's conversation it's uh, controversial and divisive the, the controversy was that the church down the street has a drum set what do we how do we feel about that that was not the controversy guitar. in the puritan time. Uh, not no, during not the puritans <laughs> i didn't know you were going back that far he said puritans i was he listening. knew that the puritans didn't have drums and electric guitars he said puritans prove right. it you, prove it <laughs> God. You don't remember saying Try to time. keep up. The Indians had drums. So. <laughs> you see? You see how it changed just now? We're having a different conversation now. The Indians had drums. Yeah. And there was a big controversy about okay. whether or not those native drums were. Okay, approved. talk about this golf, and then we can somehow find a way. We'll see if we can challenge ourselves to find a way to make octopus an octopus, octopus ice skates make sense. Yeah. Uh, so I went out and played disc golf with a guy from Lighthouse who is Andrew's doppelganger. I know who that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, 
And he said, I haven't played very much. I've only played like half a dozen times. So, and I said, that's all right. I'm not that, I'm not very good either. And, uh, and he, he, we basically tied. He was like, yeah, Hmm. he didn't, he didn't have a single bad shot. You know, like, you you know how it is. You start playing disc golf. Some of those discs are like, right. Like crazy throws. No, he was controlled. Just he was lacked some distance, like the rest of us. Nope, he was actually uh, he, he was out driving, hmm. out driving me, throwing underhand. Oh, and uh, he goes, "I've never done this before," and he's throwing <laughs> underhand. So, so yeah, it was it was uh, disc golf is so much fun. Very it's good. so fun. We have dedicated a number of minutes of this podcast. To talking about disc golf already. I know. No, you don't look at me like that. I have I have a memory like a steel trap. She has a memory like a... We talked about it at vacay. We talked about it mm-hmm. when you had your first disc golf experience, which was before vacay. Mm-hmm. We talked about it when you injured yourself uh, playing kickball. Carl, I apologize yeah. for the things that I find interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Remember... Remember when he was afraid to come on the podcast and say uh-huh. stuff? You're encouraging him. And now he's so divisive and controversial. So controversial. This episode should probably come with a trigger warning. Well, the picture that I saw that inspired the... It's a picture of some Several little... woodland creatures. Some little woodland creatures, right? <laughs> it's like a little... like It, it almost looks like... A, the, the, what's that guy's name? Richard Scarry? Uh-huh. Like, it almost looks like some of his drawings, but it's not... Uh, but it's a it's a teacher. It looks like she has a class of little woodland creatures out by a lake, and they're all standing there in ice skates. And there's a little octopus. The, all of the other creatures are like, there's a goat, there's a sheep, there's a dog, there's a there's kitty. There's actually two dogs, two cats, a sheep, and then the octopus. And right. the teacher's a bear. And the teacher's a bear. So yeah. they're all mammalian. The, the octopus is out of the water. Yes. It's a the, frozen pond. The they're octopus, ice skating. They're ice skating. And and they're all standing on their ice skates. And the octopus looks very sad, very forlorn. Let's see how sad well, he yeah, is. Yeah, he's this, dying. This little octopus because he only has two skates. No, and he an has octopus is a uh, mammal. They have lungs. They can breathe on land. An octopus is not a mammal. Yes, it is. Oh, stop. I think it is. You are wasting time on our podcast <laughs> have, with this nonsense. I think they can breathe out of water. I think they have they I think they have lungs. I think they do. But they're have you seen an octopus? They can't get around that well. Okay, search it. Here goes Luke. He's gonna I think they're called arthropods. Wait, are you even supposed to be arguing with me? Isn't this Luke's job? They're arthropods. <laughs> this I have had it with you. This is ridiculous. You're a more Luke's yeah. gonna be out of a job if you don't I need to, we either him. need to get worked up about it He's or we need to, to be drop a peacemaker. it. He's about to solve the problem with this Google search instead of being the conflict. They're master. not mammals. A mammal okay, I meant lungs. Gives birth to live young and has hair. I think and, they have lungs. And breathes. They have gills. They have gills. gills. They have gills. They extract oxygen through the water. They don't have both. No, they don't <laughs> have both. An octopus is strictly water breathing. Oh. Jeez. You are teaching my children? <laughs> Jeez. So that's another problem, but that'll come back. I'm glad you brought that up. So you got all these creatures, all these mammals, uh-huh. and then you've got an octopus sitting there, and he's very sad, or she. It's very sad. And the teacher is saying... Everyone gets two, meaning skates. Mm-hmm. I can't just do something different for one student. And then underneath it, it says in big letters, yes, you can. It's a, The meme was created by NeuroWild. So it's this the is NeuroDivergent obviously meme. referring to kids who <clears throat> need to have their Game Boys in public education classrooms because it helps their brains. See, you're speed- you always accuse me of speeding ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. And you just sped ahead. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll slow down. <laughs> so, disc golf. <laughs> An octopus would be well, good at that. Talk about <laughs> disc golf a little longer. It would not. No? It would not. So, here's here's what the cartoon is representing, Carl, even though the peaches is a mile <laughs> ahead of gonna us. He's going to talk to you like you're kind of neurodiverse. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you like you're autistic All right, and Carl, on the spectrum. Sit down. 
Pour yourself some coffee. Get one of those so little squishy the, balls to squeeze. Basically, the, the neurodivergent people are people who need things to be differently. They're part of the group. They're part of the school class, but they need things to be different than the rest of the class because they have special needs of some sort. And these are, here's the, here's the tricky part of this. These are not necessarily physical needs. So this no. cartoon is a... This cartoon is messed up. But they're absolutely not physical needs. That's right. a separate category. Right. Neurodiversity specifically is referring to a, quote, invisible need. They don't right. need wheelchairs and somebody to, you know, feed feed them through right. their tubes. So they're blurring, they're blurring the lines here. They've yeah. got, I mean, clearly an octopus, it is, it is poor planning if you decide to take an octopus ice skating for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is, as we just found out, they can't breathe out there. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Secondarily, even if they had skates for each of their tentacles, they don't have bones. They don't have ankles. <laughs> so they're not, they're not going to be able to glide around on the ice because they have no bones. Mm-hmm. They're, they're uh, invertebrates. I so, did know that. Did you? Yeah. I'm so shocked. a snowboard would have been more appropriate is what well, you're saying. It, any anything whatever would have been appropriate it would have been underwater a toboggan right and so so my comment was that that we've yeah the octopus is going to have to sit it out when the class goes ice skating but when they do swimming you know when they go to the pool or the beach or whatever the uh, the octopus is going to be a superstar and that's what these neurodivergent crazy people um, aren't teaching their kids. They're they're teaching them to be... They're teaching them to focus on what they can't do. Right. Which is a problem for everybody. Literally everybody has an entire category of things they can't do. <laughs> Luke can't agree with anyone. Can't, no, there's nothing Luke can't do, I think is what he's saying. <laughs> right. Well, he said, I, I can. And I'm saying, well, he can't... Uh-huh. He can't get along with me today. Luke is capable of doing literally anything. If he was an octopus, he would ice skate. He, he would try, I believe. <laughs> he would figure just out. Just do it underneath the ice from the bottom. Ah. You, as an octopus, that's how you'd have to do it. Because yeah. you can't breathe air, Mandy. Okay. <laughs> All right. But they're, they're trying to get their kids to... They think that they're standing up for their child when they're helping them to hyperfixate on their own limitations right. constantly. The fact that they have no bones and ankles and they only right. have two ooh, ice skates. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This, I can bring this up right now because I'm curious about Luke's thought. Well, he does, he's just going to be irritated, but I like to look at that when he gets irritated. Okay, so ADHD was the topic of conversation at some, somewhere, and I can't remember exactly where I saw this, but... Um, it's funny that you can't remember ADHD. It's not distracted. a memory disorder. It's a, it's a focus thing. You'd have been paying attention. You'd remember where you had No, I, I read a lot of stupid things. I can't, I can't possibly One time my aunt, my aunt was telling my, uh, my mom, she goes, I bought some memory gum. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember she where I put it. it. Yeah. <laughs> It's supposed to help you with your memory. And your mom goes, Does it, it work? Hurt? And she goes, I lost it. I don't know where I put it. Uh yeah. What was I she didn't chew a stick of it before she <laughs> set it down. Uh so some a woman was like, I cured my ADHD by doing by getting off the meds, which are basically like crack. It's, you know, it's basically like street level crack. Mm-hmm. Um she was like, got off can the meds. Can we say that? It's not really crack. Is I it, can tell it? you from experience that it's it's, it's hardcore like stuff. Crack. If you just like stop ADHD it medicine? abruptly, yeah, you crash. Really? Mm-hmm. So what is it like? A it's, like amphet- it's amphetamines. Yes, it's a speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's like, I got off the medication. I started drinking more water. I'm keeping copious lists. She's like, I'm I'm using a timer and I'm keeping lists and basically writing down my thoughts as soon as I have them is helping me to be able to, you know, physically manage all of them. And then I'm I'm functioning. She's like, you know, I, I cured my ADHD by just keeping lists, basically. Mm-hmm. In the comments, there are people who are like, um, that's masking. That's called masking. You're just masking. You're kidding me. Mm. Yes. People, people were, were 
denying victim that she blaming was her for yes. for fixing her right ADHD. denying that she actually did it and actually warning her actually trying to instill anxiety in her on top of everything else by saying this has been proven that you will crash later. This is worse for you in the long run. By you are masking, kidding me. I kid you not. I so have been what? doing exactly what she's describing for 10 years. And it's Here the comes only the way crash. I can survive. Here comes so the you're crash. Masking. Yeah. You're going to be crashing any day now. You're due for a crash. Uh, no. You should have crashed <laughs> and a long time ago. That system just gets more and more refined and better no, and efficient. And you're, on you're on thin ice. Bad yeah. stuff will happen. No. Props to her. Yeah, well, that. But what I'm saying is that the neurodiverse people are. So, now what do the neurodiverse people want? If if as soon as you as soon as you start to solve the problem, they they call that another problem. Yes. Yes. So what? So it's just this endless cycle. Of, yeah. They of, don't. They don't like any any language that involves them doing something different to overcome. They want other people. to to right, they want the cure to, to become to come from the outside. They right. want their therapies, their drugs, their school systems, their like the things they're doing that other things are doing to them. You know, external solutions they count. Right, but but as soon as as soon as they start to uh, function better, well, then here comes the crash. Right. Well, I mean, no, it's just a matter as of time. As long as you as long as you acknowledge you're always a recovering alcoholic or whatever, I guess maybe that's okay. As long as you say I will always have ADHD. This is just how I choose to manage it. They would be okay with that language. But the fact that she referred to it as curing it because she wants to be treated like a normal pe person, they're like, well, if she's going to be treated like a normal person, I probably should be treated like a normal person. And but I there goes my TikTok following. Right. What hmm. am I gonna What am I gonna be commenting to people twenty four hours a day? Like it does start to fall apart if you get lazy with it. Like if mm -hmm. I don't look at my right things to do for the day and actually plan out the priorities right, and look called, ahead for the week. That's called being disorganized and irresponsible. Right. <laughs> right. right. All humans it's the have same that. Thing that happens right. to all right. human if beings. If you don't do the things that right. you've established help, then yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. But like, but I all, one this person's is the question. irresponsibilities, another person's ADHD. This is the question I asked Luke when we first got married and he was still teasing the idea of perhaps using his Ritalin during test weeks. Like he wasn't using it all the time. But like every now and then, uh -oh. if he was going to have to study, I didn't haven't had Ritalin since like elementary school. It was Adderall. Oh, sorry, just for, Adderall. My yeah. my bad. But he was my like, my dad was on that for a while. He was like, I'll just use it, you know, during test weeks or to study. And then I learned it's not something you can just take when you want because it's potent stuff. My dad hated it because yeah, it would it would wipe out. He he would lose like days. He would just not remember days. Yeah, you, you forget he, to eat. <laughs> yeah, he'd just yeah. be zinging around, and, yeah. and then he'd have no idea where he was. Yep. You yeah. can mess with your sleep schedule. It's, yeah. Well, when I said to him, because he was it's saying, secure. I have ADHD because I have trouble focusing, and it's easier for me to study when I take my medication. And I said, wouldn't it be easier for me to study when I took your medication? Like, because then I wouldn't have to eat, and I'd forget to sleep, and I would, you know, <laughs> be also studying in 24-hour-a-day shifts. Like, wouldn't that right. also work for me? Right. Wouldn't it work for people who are who have excellent study habits and Well in his I think he compared it to glasses. He was like, Well, yeah, it would help it would magnify things for you that same way, but some people need it more than others. And so then my question was, how do you know that you struggle with focus more than I do? Right. And I don't think that Luke had ever had that question asked of him because he was like twenty years old. Because I can't answer it, right. I don't know. That's right. the point. I don't right. know how anybody else's brains point. work. I only most, know mine. Most right. people don't ever think that. Most, <clears throat> most people don't ever ponder that. They don't ever go, well, how could I possibly know what it's like right. from but your perspective? But if from the time that you were six, seven, eight years old, you were told you struggle more than others, how would you ever think to ask that question right. either? And right. that's what's happening to these kids who are now being diagnosed with autism or oppositional defiance disorder. These or little octopuses being, being taken to the ice skating rink. Day one by people who are older and ostensibly wiser. They're like, well, you have special needs because you have a different brain than other one, the other people. They're right. not old enough or wise enough to say to the adults, how do you know, do that? You know that my yeah. brain is different from yours? They don't have enough experience with other people who have also struggle in an area but don't medicate for it. They don't know anybody who would be accused of masking. No adult has ever come alongside them and said, look, you know, extra water 
and more self-discipline actually can help you because the adults in their life who are actually in charge aren't letting that conversation take place. They will actually bite your head. Well, I don't actually bite your head off, but they will they will verbally bite your head off if right. you suggest to their child that self-discipline has anything whatsoever to do with their behavior. So it's a, it's a mess. But the reason I asked the question of Luke was because I we were very young, and I think it was the first time that he had ever thought from another person's perspective, you know, ever. what's it like for you to... Ever. <laughs> I was saying, what's it like for you to study? Like, I don't think you had ever asked yourself... What's it like for the kids, the other kids in my class to study? What's that feel like? How, what about when it's hard? Like, what is it? What does a bad day look like for a student who right. doesn't have ADHD? Oh, it looks exactly the same well, as for a student to be, who does. To be, I, I want to say fair, but but I'm going to be talking about myself. But uh, to be <laughs> to be fair, to, there are certain environments or families where. The conversations are different, you know? I mean, we, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. And, and in my family, growing up, um, you, you had to explain yourself. If you came in and said a thing, you know, mom or dad, would they wouldn't shut you down, but they would go, well, how do you know that? You yeah. know, or, or are you sure that's true? Or where did you hear that? Where did you, 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 had, to, you had to defend yourself every time you said a thing in my family and there were people after i grew up and and i would have older adult friends i would say this and they, they would say man your mom and dad it must have been hard They're being tough yeah your mom and dad man it was I, they, to, to grind on you all the time no. and, make you and it's like first of all i didn't know that that's just how i grew up i didn't think about it but but yeah looking back it's like I just automatically, before I start to, before I start to criticize another person, I I automatically go, okay, well, why would this person be doing that? You know, what's what's making them do this? Why are they right? Why and why are they the way they and, are? And then you were frustrated because you had to come to realize very slowly your friends didn't have a reason for anything they no. did ever because their parents never expected they them. They never to. had to have a reason. No, right. this this is going to have applications. For in so many different areas. And Carl needs to know, I've now started doing some reading tutoring at my kids' private school. So I'm going to have all kinds of applications, all kinds of anecdotes. And it's so fun. Like, I am I am so thoroughly enjoying meeting other kids the same age as my kids. And especially because they have similar, like, uh, religious beliefs because their families are at least churchgoers, even right. if they're not, you know super mature Christians or wild pagan. They're not, they're not, they at least value the idea of Christian education and and it makes a difference. So I'm working on reading with these fourth, uh, fourth graders. Did my, uh, microphone cut out just a second ago or is it my headphones? My headphones are doing weird things. Ah! It's your vocal cords. No, it's my headphones. I might have to take them off. Anyway. Um, we have, I have a few fourth graders who are reading, um, pretty well. And then I have one in particular who's really, really struggling, but I'm really interested in what he's struggling with because he can only either read the words as they appear on the page as smoothly as he can by sounding them out, or he can try to guess what the next word is going to be by listening to himself talking and try to figure out what the actual meaning of the word is. But then he forgets to actually read the word altogether. And so it's like he's either in one side of his brain or the other, or I'm not exactly sure, but I'm interested in the puzzle. So anyway, I, I started trying to break it down even more into phrases to help him. Like, okay, tell me what this word means or this phrase. And then he would, I would ask him to say it in his own words, and he can't think of synonyms for words. So I'm not sure why Luke is wearing a bag on his head. I don't head. know either. I'm, I'm not. I think, I'm neurodiverse. Okay. This is an ADHD thing. Yeah. He was trying to set he himself just, apart. He just put one of the microphone bags on his head. Continue. He's going to prove that Your he's son different. does stuff like that. Your son will come through the I wanted to see if it would fit first, but now yeah, I'm just, just going to wear it. Now it's committed. So anyways, I, I thought to myself, how do you teach a child to be able to put things in his own words? So, you know, he told me, uh, I can't remember now what the word was, something like... Um, when you hold, I said, what does it mean to hold a festival? Because 
that was the phrase. They were holding a festival. I said, does that mean you like pick it up like a baby and rock it back and forth and you just squeeze it and love it because you're holding it close to your heart? And he goes, no, because he knows that phrase. He knows that's not right. Well, and he knows the phrase too. He understood that, but I'm trying to get him to express himself. What's in his head? And I can tell immediately he is not used to being put on the spot. Like he feels like he's in the hot seat. So step one is just trying to get him used to hearing his own voice. Right. You know, and, right. and then processing and, and what he knows. creating an environment where it's okay to, like, have to think about stuff. Right. And to, and to be right. incorrect and to struggle with it. Right. Well, and he also, he hears me say his own words. So he's scanning the sentence real quick to see what words were there so he can avoid all of those words. And I'm assuming even articles and things like the and an and uh mm-hmm. because i had said put it in your own words so then i had to assure him you can use some of the same words right. you read you don't have to completely <laughs> you don't have to drop the articles he starts speaking in latin <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like yeah, racking mean, his brain you can use some of those words right right yeah. But he's racking his brain trying to figure out, like, how do I <laughs> he say things? has to things? replace every single word with something else. Well, really, that question, put it in your own words. Like, that implies you have to Just invent make your up own. a language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does to a kid who's never heard that before. <laughs> like, cling on. But, like, I, my kids and you as a child, Dad, they just learned how to say things multiple ways, listening to us right. talk out loud. Like... When a child is struggling to say something, I, I, you know, say, say, I appreciate it. You know, we'll try to get our toddlers to say really long words, sometimes just for cute factor. Say, I appreciate it. Say, you're the best. Say, thanks. Right. Say, you know. Right, right, right. All of these things. Well, and we, we have, we did it with you kids and it happened in my house when we were growing up that you are encouraged to, to make up your own words sometimes, you know, and say a thing and, and then. I remember hundreds of times I would hear my parents use a word and I would say, what does that mean? And right. they would tell me what it meant. With and different then, yeah. words. It and just means would... use different words. Right. Right. So I have a five-year-old. My youngest is five and he will immediately do this. If he says a thing, I'll be like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he will think and come up with a different way to say it. Right. He does it all the time. But I was working with a fourth grader who had never had that done for him before. And I don't think that he's of, you know, below average intelligence. I don't think that this is a child who's got something wrong with his brain. Right. I think it's a muscle that hasn't been exercised in his entire life. And so with that in mind, I'm trying to help him learn how to mask, I guess, this, you know, natural (laughs) behavior and and do it a a more... mask it. Yeah, do it a better way. Do it in a more um, efficient way that's going to hopefully help him with all of his lessons in the future. You were making dinner today and Silas came in. Oh I came gosh. in today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, came, I was I was trying to <laughs> It's taco convince, day, Carl. He's trying to convince Silas he had a bit too much protein, a bit too much meat on his plate. And he goes, I'm growing, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Luke? Mm. What he said. The woman comes from his father right oh probably and really all the men in the house yeah, will say that say oh here's silas to tell his version i have i have to grow woman that was it i, <laughs> I have, have to grow, grow woman. woman i have to grow woman all right thank it. you very much <laughs> thanks thanks for clarifying you did it's so cute his little voice that's high-pitched and He's on, he's on the podcast. He's the one who says, see you next time. At the see end you of next every, time. End of every episode. Very end. So, yeah. See you next time. <laughs> okay. That, it actually sounds a little more mature now than he mm-hmm. did a year ago. He's, he's grown up. That was, are, it was over a year ago. They're watching Casper right now, the friendly like ghost. The movie. Anyway, I don't know. We don't have time. No, you're dead. Oh, you're <laughs> Silas. You're dead. <laughs> Go he's back thinking of things Casper. to say. It's Your so kids are things. so comfortable articulating now. Yes. They will run into the room and. Yeah, we actually have to tell the them it's not their turn and right. things like that all the time because they always want to express their thoughts. And that's what I was going to say. I've told Luke what the big controversy <laughs> with Marcy and Silas both was this week. 
but I hadn't told you yet, and maybe Carl would be interested to hear. We're going to go over if I tell this These are cousins. Marcy is Silas's cousin. As of Wednesday, my niece, Marcy, was... My niece, too. ...in a bit of a... Luke's niece. She was in a bit of a uh, row with her mom Mm -hmm. um, because she wanted a snack, and she came in and said, I'm still hungry. And her mom said, did you eat your lunch? And she goes, yeah, I ate the hot dog. And Tabby goes, wow. She goes, did you eat your oranges? And she goes, well, I forgot about the oranges, but I ate the hot dog. And so Tabby goes, okay, I don't care as much about the fruit since it's, you know, sugary, but if you ate the protein, that's the important thing. So go ahead and you can have a snack. She had some Chex Mix. Well, like an hour later, Tabby discovers her plate, which has three quarters of a hot dog, three quarters of a hot dog. And Marcy goes, I ate a bite of it. Uh, Uh So now we have, you know, Wordplay, oh, kind yeah. of, you know, yeah. she did not say she ate the whole hot dog. She didn't say she ate the whole hot dog. And Tammy said, says, but she did say she ate it. And you let me believe you ate the whole hot dog. You knew what I meant. And you mean Marcy, Tabby said that? Tabby said that. Tabby says you knew what I meant. You told you met, let me believe you ate the whole thing. So that was a lie. Well, Marcy hears the word lie, and she's like, I didn't lie. I. I meant I ate a bite of it. Uh-huh. And Tabby says, well, I meant, did you eat the whole thing? And I'm in charge. And she's like, now you're going to have to sit down. Well, that made Marcy livid. Furious. She was so irate because she, her in her mind, this was a breach she, of justice. Right. Mommy is the one who's being unfair now because I didn't lie by my own standard. I mean, was that sincere or was she just angry? I think both. She I, knew that she lied. I, she knew that she misled her mother. She's not stupid. Okay, here's the thing. She did, but she didn't know that she did because she is still young enough that she needs to be taught to love the standard. And so we're still learning. You need to obey right away, all the way, and with a cheerful attitude. And so now she's now she's struggling with the all the way part where it's like, well, what does that mean? Am I going to get away with the fact that I ate some of the hot dog, and I didn't technically say the words that would be classified as a lie. Right. So now it's up to us as the mothers and the fathers when they're available. To explain to them that you did lie. That is also a lie, my dear. Right. I actually know the full definition, and so I'm letting you know now that that's deceitful, and we don't do that in our family. But she didn't agree. And so Marcy <laughs> no. was and Marcy, so mad. Marcy gets pretty... Uh, pretty worked up she was so mad and she even went she went up against me too she was swinging a bit wow oh yeah she was furious she was gonna take on her mother and aunt Dee at the same time we're saying marcy you're making it worse we're like you're making it worse she kept going i did nothing wrong (laughs) every time she'd say that i'd put up another finger as a tally i was like every time you scream at us you're doing more wrong and she goes but the first time, <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. And so then we'd count to get another tally. So she was just so mad. Well, <laughs> well, Tabby and I had to have a debriefing because, you know, Tabby really does have some conflict about this sometimes. She, yeah. she feels like maybe she's being too yeah. hard on her. And so I was like, no. Marcy's Marcy so confident in she's her position. She's so smart. And yeah, so, she is. And so she's stubborn. And she's super stubborn. Yeah. yeah. So I've gone up against Marcy a few times, and she's beaten me. Well, that was all. That <laughs> Marcy was all wins Wednesday. when it's a battle of wills with Grandpa. Oh gosh, that's so bad. Yep. So that was Wednesday. Thursday rolls around, and I'm walking back from the park with Emery and Silas. She, Emery's on roller skates. Silas is on his bicycle, and I'm a ways behind them because they're on wheels, so they're faster. So they got to the intersection, and there was a bus coming, and I was like, "Freeze!" But instead of freezing, there was some inching forward that was happening. Mm-hmm. So then I shout, "It weren't frozen." Back up! Neither one moves. So then I shout again, "Back up! Back up! Back up!" As I'm saying it like that, Emery starts to back up. Silas still isn't moving. So I'm, I scream, "That means go backwards!" And when he hears that, he like lifts his toe up. And like inertia or whatever it like the pent up energy from the wheel lets him rock backwards like an inch or something like that. And that's all. And by then the bus has gone past. So then he decides he's gonna move forwards again. And I was I finally got there. So I right behind him and I grabbed the seat of his bike because he's moving forward. And I come around in front of him and I said, 
you didn't back up. And he goes, yes, I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> he rocked backwards during one of the 12 times I said back up. Yes, I did. He said, no, you didn't. Which and way did he rock? Backwards. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. I know how he's thinking. It's the same thing. It's the same, same, thing. same story. I knew exactly what he was thinking. And I literally said to him in that moment, I just had this same conversation with, with your cousin Marcy. yesterday. You didn't back up. And I said, every time I said the word back up, you should have backed up a little bit more. Every time. You were doing what you thought was bare minimum that you thought you could get away with. But you're not in charge. I was the one telling you, back up. And so he, I said, the only thing you should say, because he started to open his mouth and object again. And I said, the only thing you should say now is, I'm sorry, Mom. And I'll do better next time. And he goes, I'm sorry, Mom but I didn't do anything wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's the phase we have with our little communicator. That's the phase we're hitting with the little wordsmiths that we have. And it's honestly as frustrating as it is and as much work as it is, like, I'm pleased that by the time they're in fourth grade, if they read a paragraph and I say, what's another way to say hold a festival? They will instantly be able to tell me several it's other like phrases. It's like giving a party. It's yeah. like, right, having it, having yeah. a party, you know, right. putting putting together something fun, whatever. Um, but you are arming them. When you teach when you teach children how to communicate, you're right. arming them with the ability to think and right. to and to play you and to correct and to and to, to engage in conflict. Because what's right. happening is their very first conflict is with us. And as much as I'm trying to teach them they need to obey, because they do when it comes to authority, especially God's authority, you need to obey right away, all the way with the cheerful attitude. But I know they're not going to shy away from a disagreement. I know they're not. They don't shy no. away from it now. I know that when it comes to sorting something out, it's like me and a peer have this dispute. We are not on the same page. So now we're going to hash it out. I know for a fact that none of our kids are going to struggle with putting their perspective out on the table for consideration because they do it now in kindergarten. Um, and I would rather have that problem. I mean, I would rather have a problem with a kid who is a little too I lippy. nothing wrong! <laughs> I'd rather have to tell them it's not their turn to communicate than have to try to coax words out right. of them, you know. So, <laughs> I don't know. Last words. Anything? Anybody? We, we went over. Uh, next time we play disc golf, you should play with us, Luke. That's all I have to say. Okay. Uh, I might take you up on that. Say it in different words. You should play. You should play disc golf the next time we go. You should enjoy yourself with your friends. When, right. Hey. At uh, a later date. There's a chance that disc golf will be in our future. And <laughs> when it is, you ought to join us. I am so impressed right mm. now. I will oblige. <laughs> Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.